Hey, 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 it's the DVO Show. Thanks again for listening. This episode, I bring on Dylan Patterson, the owner of Alpha Lending, and he gives some great tips on refinancing or purchasing your home. They can help you out do that. They are a mortgage brokerage firm uh, that teams up with a lot of different mortgage companies to help their clients out. I like how Dylan has incorporated a great simplified system in doing so by going to their website uh, and that is all included in the description here and towards the end we, we give some tips on on purchasing or refinancing a house and I just want to go on a little bit of a tangent right here in the intro uh, I've, I've put this little um, tip on my social media in the past and what it is is if you have an 80% loan to value or greater, then you need to have mortgage insurance. Also called private mortgage insurance or mortgage private insurance. It goes by PMI or MPI. Either way, it is a total waste of money that is unfortunately legal in the mortgage business. And let me kind of give you a little bit of detail on that. For example, if you purchased a home, I'm just going to use easy numbers here. If you purchased a home that was $100,000 and you you got the whole amount of that value of the home, $100,000, then you are at 100% loan to value. Um, let's just say you, you buy the house again that's $100,000 and you put $2,000 down. Then you're at 98% loan to value. And anytime you're at 80% or more in loan to value LTV, you need to pay this mortgage insurance. And what's the essence of this? Well, the mortgage insurance is to protect the mortgage company in case you default or do not make your mortgage payments. So how does that help you? It doesn't. Because if you make your payments continuous, continuously on time, no problem, then you wasted money. And why I get passionate about it is because, like I've told my story before, I lost my house. I was foreclosed on at one point, especially, I, th- I think it was around 2009, 2010, right when the recession and the housing market was crashing. I had mortgage insurance on the property that, uh, on the condo that I owned, and they still foreclosed on me, even though I'm paying this mortgage insurance. And I was able to really see what a ripoff it is. I don't know why it's still available. I guess I kind of understand because the mortgage company is taking a risk. For most people, it's a huge risk because you're buying a property that's 100, 200, 300, 400, half a million dollars. And they got to take that risk. I still hate it. So I always tell encourage my clients when I sit down with them that if you are at a point that you are below 80% loan to value, then it might be a good time to refinance. Now you got to outweigh, there's going to be closing costs doing so. So you have to make sure it outweighs that. Um, and it's, it's fairly simple enough. You can contact me if you need help in, in determining that. I'll be more than happy to help you guys. I do a lot of free consultation and I'd love to do that for you because I hate to see 
your money go to waste, especially when you can invest that and get a great rate of return better than throwing it down the toilet with mortgage insurance. So uh, anyway, sorry, a little tangent. I do want to get that tip. Obviously, me being classified as a finance coach, I want to give you guys those tips. Uh, Dylan has some great tips as well. Hope you guys enjoy another episode of the DVO show. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the DVO show. I'm your host, Derek Van Auten. I'm here with Dylan Patterson this morning. How you doing? Good. How are you, Derek? I'm doing good. So you just told me uh, you had a great little Saturday night. You just went to the Joe Rogan, Dave Chappelle stand-up concert at Usana uh, Amphitheater. It was actually crazy packed, too. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It was surprising. They even... It was weird. Um, one of the crazy things they did, too, in the show... I've never seen this before, but Dave Chappelle came up with this idea. He's like, I'm going to take everybody's phones and put okay. them in a lockable pouch. Oh. You, so you walked in the door. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, do you have a cell phone on it? I was like, yeah. They're like, okay, let me see it. And they put it in a pouch, locked it, like with, with and they put uh, like one of those shopping, you know, the, the magnet tags. Yeah. Clothes. Oh, they yeah. put one of those at the top. And like, okay, there's there's zones. If you need to use your phone, there's zones you can go to, but otherwise it's in this pouch for the, for Whoa. the night. Whoa. I was like... Jeez. <laughs> was it like a big pouch, a little pouch? It was a little pouch. Just, just, size just for your phone? Enough, yeah, just snug enough for your phone. Interesting. So you basically have to go to like a separate area. They have to unlock it. Unlock your phone. And you pull it out. You can text, call. Yeah. And then you just put it back in and go back inside and watch the show. Yeah. Okay. All right. What did you think about that? That got me, that gets me kind of thinking. I, I had two profound thoughts on it. All right. My first thought was like, man, I feel a little like... Like, ah, this is like, it's not taken away from me, but I can't use it. And it, it uh-huh. felt kind of like, yeah, I don't, uh, Okay. You know? But second, my second thought was like, man, if they're trying to like just get the crowd to interact. Now, the crowd was super interactive. Good, they good. were They were standing ovations when Joe Rogan went on stage, when All he right. went off. And like, they were very, very involved. Now, um, we also had pretty good seats. And I don't know if the environment, like... I don't know how much of that was my own perspective. All right. But it seemed to help. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Because I got engaged. It was different. I can kind of get it. I know uh, Kevin Hart was here uh, maybe a year ago. Mm -hmm. And they did the same thing. They had a ton of security. And then they saw your phone out. They they kicked you out. Oh, jeez. They was like, you had to keep your phone in your pocket. So they didn't put it in a pouch. But they were like, you need to keep your phone in your pocket. If we see you pull out your phone... I mean, if, maybe if you held your phone down and texted, it wasn't a big deal. But if you pulled your phone up, like mm. anywhere, like, probably to like the chest or higher, yeah. they had ushers all over and they would pull you out and kick you out. Jeez. And I can, I can kind of see it, though, like, because so many people have their smartphones, they just are recording it. Yeah. And I know, I know, like, you know, these big names, they probably want to record for their specials. And if it gets put out there on YouTube, uh, social media, like, people are kind of get the free glimpses of it already yeah so I can kind of see that I can kind of see it because you know with like with a band or a concert they play the same songs yeah. and you can hear yeah. it on the radio anytime but this I think like with stand this is like new material and hey we don't want it out there yet like we're gonna put out a special that's just my perspective of it though so I can kind of I, I can kind of see where they're coming from it is a little intrusive but <laughs> yeah it was it caught me off guard yeah I can see that um but if, if I knew going in, I think I would have been more 
open to the idea and, and the experience. Right, right. Because it's like right when you got it through the door. <laughs> it's like yeah, you get yeah. It's like tickets, phone. I'm like, ah, okay. That All is right. interesting, though. I, that's, that's interesting. But it was a good concert? Oh, it was great. Yeah, performances were great. They had, yeah, there was three other uh, three other comedians, and it was it was a quality night. It was awesome. Awesome. Was and uh, you took your dad. I did. So fun, fun story with that one. Your dad's a big Joe Rogan fan. Huge. Yeah, we got him tickets for his birthday. That's how it all came about. And uh, he, it, Joe Rogan's probably one of his his top influences and top like personas of all time. Awesome. <laughs> so it was kind of fun. I was able to help kind of uh, do that a little bit. I was mm-hmm. uh, uh, you you had me go over to your parents' house and uh, uh, get, get do a job with them. And it was at the very end. And uh, I, I had them sign some paperwork, and at the very end, I said, "Oh, there's one more paper just for you." And as he looked over, he just kind of laughed, and it was it was it was a receipt for the tickets you bought for him, and, and so he seemed pretty he was pretty excited yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, well, it was funny. He didn't even um, like he had the reaction that you, when you were there, and then it didn't really like resonate with him until a little bit after. Uh huh. And he uh, and he's like, wait. We're gonna go see Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Your, your your family your family's fun. They seem really fun. So, I brought you on today, Dylan, because you are the owner of Alpha Lending. I am. And so you are a well. Actually, I'll let you describe it. What is Alpha Lending? What is it that you do? I'm a a mortgage broker. We uh, we help and help uh, first time buyers get into houses. Help people who already own houses make it more affordable and nice. And, uh, Keep the process as fun as possible, too. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Yeah, we've we've actually been referring people to each other, um, and so I love that networking kind of relationship. So that's kind of how we kind of met. We met together with a with a with a common client, and we just kind of built a little friendship and a little networking clientele exchange, and that's been kind of fun for me. So it's been a lot of fun, man. It's yeah, been, it's been a fun. That was over. I think it was over a year ago. It was about yeah. It was over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So we've been we've been in communication for yeah for over a year, and so it's been yeah it's been a fun little uh, relationship we've got going on. And so how did you get into the mortgage industry? Oh, that's a so back when I was in high school. All right. Um, it was the summer. I was being a lazy high school summer student, doing okay. nothing, staying, you know, s- sleeping in, and and uh, <laughs> I got a phone call. From a uh, kind of a, a family-in-law, they're like, "Hey, okay, like, you want to come do phone calls during the summer?" And and I'm like, "I guess, like, all right, you know." And uh, so I would go through the summer, and I got handed basically a phone book, all right, and a piece of paper that was my script. And they're like, basically, just see if anybody's interested in a, a loan. I had no. I was. I had no idea the words I was saying at the time. Okay. I'm like, what is a loan? What's a mortgage? Yeah. Like, what's earnest money? What's, <laughs> what's like Ernest P. World? <laughs> yeah, and and at that time it was only refinances. Okay. On VA loans, so I, I was in a very niche market. Actually, what, what year was this? This was this would have been about 2010. Okay, so it's after the crash. Okay. After the crash. Okay. And then and then rates had started to um, there was a point in the, like 2011 2012 where rates took a huge turn for the better for the consumer yeah and it was right before that 
and I got in just making these these phone calls off the script, not knowing a thing. Like yeah, nothing. Because they don't teach they don't teach anything about mortgages or or how to get a mortgage in, exactly. in schools. Exactly. And so no idea what I was doing. And I go through this while I'm there in high school and then I graduate and I was like, man, this is actually pretty interesting and I enjoy it. Right. Um, so there's a test you can take to become a loan officer. Okay. So once you're a loan officer, you, you're the one who basically, you put your name on the application. Yeah. Before that, I was, I was just checking interest levels. Like, hey, are you interested? Yes, no. Okay, yes. And then I would say, hey, you know, John Smith's interested. Give him a call. Okay. That's all I would do. And I would usually head to the office after hours, and I was there alone. I would get a list of names and pass it off. Got it. And after I graduated, I was like, now oh, this is I, this is interesting to me. I want to take a test and I want to be the person that All takes, right. takes that next step with the client. I like, like the I initiative. Wanna, I want to figure out what's going on here. What yeah. am I actually doing? Yeah. <laughs> so I studied and studied and studied and took the test and failed. Okay. <laughs> How many questions is the test? Uh, I, I believe it was, they've changed it a couple times because it All used right. to be, um, I think it's 150. Okay. And you have All to right. get like 80, 80% of pass. Wow. 75 all right it's, a, it's tough yeah it, uh, it's a tough test and I failed okay I was, oh, it sucks <laughs> and they have a waiting period so the first time you fail you have to wait 30 days oh okay um, I can't remember I can't remember the exact time frame if you have to wait if you fail it twice it's like 60 it's like it's like right. that and if you fail it three times you have to wait six months before you can take it again interesting all right so study 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 I'm like alright one more time no go wow. <laughs> company was also going through some changes at the time and so I took six months off basically and went and sold cars oh okay alright little little change of pace okay and uh, so I went and did that did you like that did you like that experience I'm glad I did it <laughs> alright okay <laughs> I wouldn't go back you know I uh, you know Robert Kiyosaki I've heard the name. Yeah, he wrote the his famous books of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and the Cash Flow Quadrant. Oh yeah, quadrant. yeah, okay. Yeah, and and uh, I can't remember which one. It's actually one of those two books. And and he mentioned maybe it might have been Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but he mentioned if you if you were going to get into some type of service, all services sales. You know, even if it's not like you're selling a product or necessarily a service, but any type of interaction with clients is is a sales process. And he said, I truly believe in like doing something like going into car sales and learning skills, interaction, asking questions. So okay, anyway, just I just it's, thought of that as you mentioned that. So so you did that during the six months in between. Like, yeah, there was like a six month, eight month hiatus, and then um, the company that I'd been working for they posted a job posting for something, and I I reached out. I was like, hey, like I'd be interested, and the owner replied back, and he's like, no. <laughs> but would you want to be an LO? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, right, loan officer. You're right. like, yeah, yeah, that's better. And so uh, I, uh, one of the funniest stories of my wife dating and I uh -huh. is when, I, when we were dating and I was like, yeah, I do car sales. She's, she, I kid you not, and we were early <laughs> on in our relationship, like, 
Like we'd been talking for like this was in like the first two weeks. All right. She's like, "What do you really want to do for a career?" I was oh. like, "It's like, oh, I need to marry her." <laughs> I like Ooh. that. <laughs> Ooh. And then you told her, "I want to be a loan officer." I was like, "Yeah, I'd love to." And and this was before you know this was uh, this was I was still pretty early on in the car sales portion too when I when I met her. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, that was like, like I'm glad you asked." Yeah. But that could have come off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you meant. Because I was a little, but, uh, a little strong. I was like, man, that was a little strong. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Good job, Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I was like, no, I'd love to do that. And so the the, the opportunity arose and, and she's like, yeah, we're doing that. And so nice. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the the no plan B theory or, okay. or the burn the boats theory, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm um, with you. And uh if you're not familiar with that, it's it's uh, a lot of the Vikings when they were to go pillage an island or whatever, uh-huh. um, they would land their boats and then burn them. They said, "We're staying here. We're conquering there's no, this." There's no yeah. plan B. We we either conquer it or we don't. But there's no like there's no plan B. Yeah. And so, as soon as we decided this plan, and like, okay, this has got to be it. We I went and. Quit car sales that day, and there's no like two week notice in the car. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, hey, I'm out. And they're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Shake your hands on, on the way out. Right, the right. Like, you know. So, I quit and studied, and it was my only goal. And and oh, now, nice. now keep in mind, this was my third test. Yes. So if I fail it, there's six, another six months that I'm right. So I'm like, okay, this is one and done. Yeah. Like, do we die right here? And. uh Passed it with like a ninety-eight percent. Dude, the, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you were like, I'm making this happen. Like, I am making this happen. Oh, that's awesome. It's very similar because I have a, I have a lot of financial licenses, as my yeah. as the listeners know, and um, so on some of the insurance tests, it's right. It kind of changes, but I've failed. You know, I've failed my fair share of failings. On the investment side, it's it's a lot harder of tests. And um, almost the same situation. You've got, you get one try. If you fail, I think you have 30 days um, between tests for the first three. If you fail the third test, then it's a six-month gap to the fourth. And I had failed twice. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I really got to get this third one because I don't want to wait six months. I really want to get my investment licenses. And I did get it. But... uh, I'm not gonna lie. I squeaked by like each test. Like I think you need a seventy percent on every test I took, and I was always between like seventy and seventy-three <laughs> for me to pass. But I said, "Hey, what do they call the doctor that got a passing score? A doctor, right?" I'm like, "Hey, right. I don't. You know, no one it's, ever asked what what he got on his on his test. They just say, hey, doctor.' <laughs> so, so, so yeah, true. so that's that's funny. All right, that's awesome, bro. So you just said, "Hey, no plan B. I'm going for it." You just cracked the book and just. Went to town like hours at a time. Did it, yeah. So you started. So you started working on loans for for companies or yeah. So it was uh, one company in particular. It was the same one that I had started in the industry altogether okay. with, and I went and was working for them and just having a blast, man. It was nice. It was it was pretty rewarding too because we were only doing VA loans. And oh, okay. I ended up. Those getting, are for veterans. So for for for, for veterans, and. Man, there are, those are some of the most awesome people and stories that I've ever wow. ever been able to hear. Just because you know they can with veterans, they can take no down payment on their on their houses. 
And, yes. And um, um, and if they are a disabled veteran, they actually get to skip a lot of taxes. Yeah, the VA funding fee, mm-hmm. which uh, can be upwards of about three percent. Wow. On transactions, so so, nice. you know, the average house in each house, if you're three hundred thousand, that's a nine thousand dollar discount. Wow. That's pretty sweet. Right. Right. So, so those were like the most rewarding for you, like seeing those veterans get into homes and... No, some of the stories. Oh, the stories they some would tell? Some of the stories they would tell. Okay. Like, like, I have... One of the clients I worked with was a, was a bombardier from World War II. Oh, wow. And there were so many times where I just... 45-minute conversation, not about, the, not about the loan, not about the transaction. Just, I'm business-related, like, just... Yeah. Like, it was so cool. It is awesome. The older I get, the more I do like picking the brains of like people who are much older than me. Yeah, and just kind of hearing, just kind of hearing things. Is kind of, it is very interesting. So that's awesome. So that that was that you really like doing that and talking with them and. I I love being able to communicate, hear stories, and and just learn about people. Wow, it's. I love it. That's good. No, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. And so what, what, what was the transition that you said, hey, you know what, like I want to kind of do my own thing? Yeah. So in 2017, All right. uh, towards the end of 2016, the first couple months in 2017, um, I looked at Courtney, looked at my wife and said, I think the dream would be to do this on my own. Like, I like that. Open my own shop. But where'd that come from? Where'd that stem from? Like you just... When I one day just the idea hit you, um, I dream. Okay, I, I'm a I'm a dreamer. Like nice, <laughs> I like it. I'm I'm the person who'd be like, man, we could do this and this and this and this uh-huh. and this and and my wife always be like, okay, <laughs> yeah, honey, you're right, <laughs> awesome. Like, but I could, <laughs> um, but I also kind of have a one. Like a one track, I'm gonna say one track mind. Okay. In in the sense that when I start down a hobby or right. or something, I'm taking that track as far as the track's gonna be paved. Nice. So, um, a couple couple examples of that are gonna be. Um, so after high school, I got into competitive bowling. Wow. Took that. Did not hear that coming. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. How many people on your podcast have bowled 300s? Have there you really? Go. Yeah. How many times? So I have four 300s and four 299s. Dude. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> How did it feel getting that 299 though? Oh, uh, they're, they're, they're frustrating. Did you, okay. Did you get the 299 before you got your first 300? No. I got a 300. Oh, okay. All right. That would have been more, a lot more interesting to see your reaction. Yeah, that would, have been, that would have been a lot. Yeah, I, I think you're right. That would have been a much bigger, like, ah, oh, that's, yeah. When did you see it coming? You're like, you're bowling. What frame were you like, I'm hitting this? Oh, you're, you get the first, like, the first one, the first strike, you're like, hey, it's, it can still be a perfect game. Yeah, okay, okay. You get like, you get six, seven frames in, so it takes 12 total. Right. And you get six or seven in, you're like, Man, something special's happening here. Like, all it's right, really good. And uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Up to up to that tenth frame. In that tenth frame, throwing those three strikes in the tenth frame. To, it is 
one of the most mentally difficult things I've ever Oh, had. I can't imagine. Plus, I'm sure like, a lot of people are, are noticing so... it this time, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are like, kind of surrounding you. Like, is Oh, it yeah, you? no. And, and, and <laughs> you're, you're, you're usually in league, right? So, yeah. So, there's a night where you're on, you're on a pair of lanes, and there's maybe 14 other teams yeah. there. And you hit the 10th frame, nobody in the bowling alley is bowling. Right. It is just you. Oh my gosh. And so it's like, oh man. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's difficult. Um, you'll start to get a little bit higher up and, and, and then people kind of don't care again. Okay. But it, because they have, they have just as many. Like, it's like, yeah, not, that's nothing special. Like, do something cool for us. And then, and then you know. I find it cool. But, uh, no, no, it, it's super, it's super, super neat, and I would still stop and watch, because it, it, it's really, really neat, but, uh, no, yeah, you, you, like, they're just higher-up tournaments where it's more common, and so they don't stop their own rhythm or, or yeah. groove to, to, like, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Where'd you, where, where'd you get your first 300 at? Uh, Jack and Jill's in American Fork. Oh, okay. All right. Awesome. I think it was, I think it was lane four. Wow, that's awesome. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> all right, all right, back to it. Sorry, Sorry. I, I, I get it. That was, was exciting. Um, anyways, so whatever I do, I take and I will just, I will just let that idea or hobby grow until awesome. it's, it might be a lifestyle. You know? Yeah. And so, um, so I, I was like, I came up with this idea to talk to talk to the wife. And I was like, hey, like, I want to do this. And she's like. Well, we need this first. We need this first. We need this first. And I'm like, no, I, I think we're closer. Like, I think I can yeah. make this happen before that. And so we had a couple discussions about it. And then um, they were making some changes and doing some things that that like in the industry at the company I was working. Oh, okay. With. So Got the it. company I was working Got with, they it. were making some changes and some um, alterations to their whole okay. system. All right. We'll leave it at that. And I wasn't a fan of it. Right? All right. And so I'm like, like, hey, they're doing this. They're, they're making changes, and uh, and she's like, okay, wow. And so you have to take another test. Oh, for the broker to become, to a, become broker? a broker. All right. And the and being a broker also has some pretty steep requirements. So you have to have been licensed and writing loans for three years. Okay. You have to have a minimum loans completed within the three years. Okay. And um, that's th those are the two like bigger ones. That makes sense. All right. So I had to had to make sure I met both of those, and I had started in June of twenty sixteen or twenty fourteen. Okay. And we are so that was when I got my first license, and now we're in June of twenty seventeen. Exactly. Exactly. Three years. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So I went. Took a test, passed. Nice. And uh, I ended up being like 18 days short on getting my, uh, the full three years. Okay. So I, I, had a, I had a buddy who owns a mower degree broker. I was like, like hey, I, I called him up. I was like, hey, I need to work for you for 18 days. Wow. <laughs> I already had my test passed. Like, I just need to work for you for 18 days. He's like. You got about anything for you. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. So was, Help you out. That's yeah. awesome. And so, 18 days comes, and then you said, well, I'm opening up a shop? Is that what you did? So, um, 
So that, that came, got the, got the license, got everything, and at that point, I was like, okay, how do I run a business? Okay. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Like, I know what I'm doing as far as, like, I understand how a mortgage loan works. Sure. I got no, like, you know, the, the, the whole, like I, I, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, I, t- I tell everyone when I do like business coaching with people, I say, listen, whatever industry you're going into, we'll just say the mortgage industry, for example. Yeah. I say you need to learn three things. Number one, how the mortgage industry works. <laughs> Number right. two, how business works. You got to learn business. And number three, you need to learn your field of business, so mortgage business. Right. So you need to learn three things. So okay, so perfect. So you're you're kind of saying what I what I say. So now you're like, okay, <laughs> I know I know how mortgages work. I need to learn business now, <laughs> right? Right. Did you, how, so what did you do? Did you Google it, find a mentor? Like, what did you do? Oh no, I I was like, so so my my concern at the time were like. I have no idea, no idea what I'm doing running a business. Uh-huh. I have no idea how to get leads because at the, oh, the, company okay. I was, the company I was at before, um, I would just answer phone calls all day, right? Oh, yeah. He, he, he paid for mailers. They would oh, come in. got it, got it, yeah. Do it. And and then at the time, I was very specialized in the VA loan, so I was like, I just need to make sure I'm, I'm refreshed on other loan sure. types because I'm not going to be primarily doing just exactly. VA loans anymore. So like, where do I start? And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> let's put a little. Let's put a plan together for for what I want and how I want to run my business. I could try to follow a heavy marketing plan. Send out lots of flyers. Send out uh-huh. billboard ads, emails, emails, Facebook marketing, whatever, yeah. whatever sort of avenue I wanted to go that way. Um, if I wanted to do that, or how did I want to get my clientele? And I decided. That I wanted to do a referral on, like a referral based okay. business. All right. Um, so I was like, okay, well, where do I get my referrals from? And so I got in touch with the state's real estate agent document. Okay, like, All right. like their, All right. their licensing list. Yeah. And I just started texting newly licensed real estate agents, like, hey, man, congrats. Like, seriously, congrats. It's a tough test. I'd love to sit and chat with you about it. All right. See what your plans are in the future. Yeah. I'd take them, go get coffee, go to lunch, whatever it was. And we would sit down and and uh, meet and see if our expectations kind of met each other's expectations for, for the future and, okay. and for what they were looking for a referral partner. And and uh, so that's how, that's how I wanted to get my kind of clientele list closed. All right. Um, next step of that was to figure out, okay, what am I doing as far as the actual like loan process? Um, luckily, they have a lot of guidelines and and they've published a lot of things that you can just you read through. So, uh, I just read through a lot of like one two page PDF guidelines of just here's the the qualifications or here's what you need to do this loan and this loan and I can I'm proud to say now that after two years I've done every single loan type USDA conventional. Nice. FHA, VA, I've, I've got a sample of pretty much every loan type now under my belt. On my nice. <laughs> That's been good. So right now, today, generally, where is most of your clientele coming from right now? Referrals. It's, referral it's been, That's the perfect way. It is. I have not done two years in business, and I haven't done um, any marketing. 
Dude, that's awesome. That's yeah. that's that's the way. That's awesome, man. <laughs> that's the way that means you're providing great service to your clients. That's the whole thing about referrals, right? You provide a great service, great experience, and they want to tell everyone about it. Just yeah. like when you go to a restaurant, a lot of referral base. You go to a movie, a lot of times it's referral base, you know, it's because you hear people talking. You're like, man, I better check out that movie. So that's awesome. Now, you, you said you got licensed what year again? 20, so as a loan officer, 2014, yeah, 2014. As, as a broker, 2017. Okay. And then you got into the industry like 2010-ish. Correct. So you're coming in after the crash, yes. right? And and I was part of that crash, right? I act, I got foreclosed on, people have heard my story, I got foreclosed on about 2010, about around that. Okay. I think it was around that time. And then obviously, obviously a lot of new laws were put into place to help the client because of all the subprime mortgages. And um, great, that's all, that's all great stuff. But since then, since like 2010, maybe even 2009, about 2010 to today, we're looking at a high in mortgages. Like okay. the mortgage industry has been great. Uh, so we've had great buyers markets, great sellers markets, um, interest rates, do a little bit of the roller coasters, um, but not nothing extreme, nothing bad. Everyone's been pretty good. I think foreclosures on are probably way down because of all of the laws put in place. Now, there's going to be a time where there's going to be a crash again, you know, and it, it might not be like, a cr- it, it, well, it won't be like 2008 <laughs> to 2010, I'm pretty sure on that, it won't be like that. But whether, whether it's going to be um, a high increase in, in interest rates or a high price increase, I always tell people, you need to have the lows with the highs. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, we all want our, our values of our home to go up. Because we, we all think that's a great asset that will appreciate and we can sell and make a return and things like that. But if it always goes up, then we can't afford houses. <laughs> if the prices keep going up, keep going up. So we have to have those times where it crashes a little bit. And I, I maybe I should, maybe the word crash is pretty harsh. I don't mean crash. We have those dips, those roller coaster downward, okay. so that people can feel like they can afford houses again and get into it again. So that the prices, like my house right now, I bought it at 215, I think it's like valued 300 right now. Yeah. And sure, I would love it valued at 600 one day. But then you start thinking the value for the size, you're like, oh, maybe it's, gosh, this is not California. <laughs> or New York, geez, you know? And so we have to have those times where it goes down a little bit so people can get back into buying again. So I always tell people, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the housing market or when the stock market, they have those downturns. We need those downturns or else the prices are just too high and people right. won't be able to afford it anymore. Now, when those times happen, are you like mentally prepared? Like, okay, I know I know this is gonna happen one day. I'm mentally ready, I'm mentally prepared. Yeah, absolutely. So I get that question all the time. They're like, hey, you're the expert. I'm like, should I buy now or should I wait two months? Dude, do you have a crystal ball, bro? Like, I've got the crystal <laughs> ball. Here's, here's the crystal ball. Right. I'll tell you what's inside of it. <laughs> so if you if you draw a graph, just like you're talking about, uh-huh. and it and it's up and down, up and down. Right? Yeah. And even pretend. Let's even pretend it's even the two month perfect up, perfect down. Okay. And and they're like, well, the market's gonna you know bounce back in two months, right? I'm like, it may, mm-hmm. probably will, right? Right. Even if it does. We're looking at a two-month sample okay. of history compared to, you know, how long 
mortgages yeah. and, and you know an 80 hundred year window right if you look back over over the course of however long you can of owning a house uh -huh. in the United States it's never been it, it's never been a poor investment yeah exactly it's, it's always been a good investment same with the stock market exactly so I'm like could you save an extra two thousand dollars in two months maybe right but you also might just make it. <laughs> exactly. You, you might. Yeah. Like, the chances are probably about the same. Yep. Um, and, and and the 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 risk versus reward, risk being not owning it, like just just flat out owning the house is going to be, based on history, a uh -huh. good investment. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I you know what? I know some people might disagree with what I'm going to say, but I think. The two best investments are probably in the stock market and in the housing market. That's yeah. just my opinion, but I'm, I look at I do look at history, and like you're just saying, you know, we look at history. You know, we don't look at six month history or one year history. You're looking at five year, ten year, twenty year, thirty year histories, and they both are good investments. They are good investments. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. You're gonna see those up and down turns, but what is it? What is it steadily doing though? Going up, increasing values, yeah, increase. It's increasing. Yeah, and we saw. We just happened to see a little bit bigger and a little bit longer to recover from 2008. There, it took a minute, uh huh. But we're back. Oh yeah, we're beyond that. Oh yeah, and it's strong. <laughs> so it's good. So yeah. So um, real estate, stock market, great, great thing. So you do purchases. People looking to buy homes. Correct. You do refinance. Refinances. You do. You do everything. Investment homes. I do. Uh, oh, investment homes. Too. Investment yeah, homes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I'll do investment homes. Um, I work with a couple of companies who even manage those. So we, you know, set you up that way. Um, investment homes, refinances, cash out refinances. Nice. So it's got to be. I basically do anything that's the primary lien. Yeah. Meaning no second mortgages. Uh huh. HELOCs, home equity line oh, of credit. Oh, okay. Got or, it. I don't do any of those. Okay. Just the primary. 30-year mortgage, basically. Yeah. I know some people, uh, you know, I see people getting like HELOCs, those home equity lines of mm -hmm. credits, and, and they think, oh, you know, I'm going to write this off on my taxes. Nope, not anymore, guys. So just as a heads up. Oh, careful. really? Yeah. Yeah, be careful I, on those I've, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. Is there any like secrets people don't know maybe about or any like secret gems that that people don't know that maybe they should know or you, you maybe you're stating something to clients and they're like, oh, I had no idea that you hear that come up a lot? Um. The biggest one is probably that you can write off if you if you buy down your rate, pay origination points or oh. anything like that. You can write those off in taxes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, awesome. Just the, it, 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 and again, I'm not a CPA, so right, right, me neither. But I, but, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I believe it. It looks the exact same as like the mortgage interest statement. Okay, and uh, you can you can write that off, and uh, um, so that's probably one of the like. Smaller, like right. actual tangible, like oh yeah, okay, cool, right? Actual tangible tips. Yeah, you know, one, one tip people always ask me too, because because I, I do dabble in taxes. I'm not a CPA though, um, and people ask me like, what, what, what's some ways to leverage? And I say, you know what? If you started a business, a home based business, um, even even if you were doing like a multi level company, doing a, a home based business, if you section off a portion of your house that's purely business only like you, you don't use it with a TV to as a, as a living room or anything it's just this like this room is purely for my business my home-based business 
um, and you say, okay, this section of the house is like 5% of my entire house, mm -hmm. you can write off then 5% of all your utility bills, your mortgage, things like that. So, so some people don't know that either. So I tell people, hey, you know, start a, start a little side gig, you know, or start a little side hustle. And there you go. There's more leverage there too with your house. <laughs> well, what percent are you, uh, what percent your house? Um, for my house, it is 5%. That's why I say that, yeah. And I literally measured it out. I'm like, okay, because I know the square footage of my house, and I measured it out. And probably it's actually maybe like 6 or 7. Okay. But I don't really trust the KGB. I mean, the IRS. And uh, so, so I do kind of downgrade it to 5%, and then I just, easy number two, solid number. And I'll just write out 5% of all my utilities, my internet, gas, electricity, all that stuff. So, so I write off a big portion of that, and I... And I have my CPA handle all that for me, so <laughs> I keep him busy with that stuff. Yep. We uh, we filed. We just finished filing for last year. I filed as an S corp. Okay. I I'm not tax savvy. Uh huh. And he's like, hey, you saved a bunch of money by filing as an S corp this year. I was like, awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's sweet. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so if people want to reach out to you and they're like, yeah, Dylan, like I'm. Interest rates are dropped right now. <clears throat> Equities are really good in most people's homes right now, especially in the Salt Lake area or the surrounding areas. How can they get a hold of you? Got a couple <clears throat> different ways. So my my website, okay. myalphalending.com. All right. My email, Dylan at myalphalending.com. Nice. And I provide my my cell phone number to everybody. Um, awesome. Which is eight zero one five five eight zero two three eight. Awesome. I'll put that all in the description for everyone to get a hold of. Perfect. And feel free to text me too. If you, if you have questions, hey, heard you from, from you know, Derek's podcast, feel free to text. All right. I'll answer questions through text. All right. Awesome. Easy. That's awesome. Um, I actually am going through the process with you right now. I got onto the, your website uh, yesterday. Simple, man. <laughs> Simple process. Put in my information, put my wife's information in, put in our current, because we're we're gonna refinance. I want to get rid of my PMI, especially. Um, and as we were talking, you were just kind of giving me tips. Hey, you know, interest rates are the same between this long term. Uh, you're gonna broker out, so you're not captive. You're you're gonna shop around multiple places for me, find the best interest rates for me. Um, did it on the website. Real simple to do. And if people don't know what PMI is, that means private mortgage insurance. Um, if you are above 80% loan to value, you have to pay that to the mortgage company. So they're just, just so everyone knows, when you're, when you're buying things like mortgage or insurance or things like that, there's risk involved, right? They're, the mortgage company's lending you $200,000, $300,000, dollars $400,000, $500,000. The insurance company's saying, hey, we're gonna take that risk that if you, die tomorrow, you get sick tomorrow, we're gonna to be paying all this on your bills or we're paying out this face amount. So everything's risk related. That's why they do credit checks and things like that. But anyway, um, mortgage insurance. So if, if your house is uh, valued at 250,000 and you get a loan for 250,000, that's 100% loan to value. And that means you're above 80%. So you have to pay a PMI mortgage insurance to the mortgage company in case you default on payments. And then that kind of covers it. Well, I think it's a waste of money. Uh, most people do. Oh yeah, it's, it's, not in, it's not insurance for you. <laughs> no, for the mortgage it's, it's company. It's insurance against you. Yes. In case you. <laughs> yeah. So when I got foreclosed on in 2010, 
the mortgage I had was a interest only. I knew what I was doing. I knew I was getting interest only. I, I knew what I was doing. And um, anyway, I wanted to do a modification loan. And you don't see these much anymore because now the laws and regulations, you don't have to worry about that. Thank God. Because uh, it was a <laughs> subprime was a disaster. Anyway, uh, I had, I was at uh, over 80% loan debt, so I was paying mortgage insurance. I got foreclosed on. I was only behind like two or three months, bro. Two or three months. And I, I know people that were behind like a year still living in their house, not making payments for a year. <laughs> Within two months, I had, the, I had a letter on my door saying, uh, your house is going up for auction. And then within 30 days, I had to get out. Anyway, they had to settle with me because, because you know, I'm paying PMI. <laughs> right. And I still got foreclosed on. <laughs> so if you guys got PMI, especially reach out to Dylan because that is a huge waste of money. If you are under 80% loan-to-value LTV, call Dylan. Let him help you get out of that. Make sure your fees are worth it. Most likely they will be because uh, it is such a huge waste of money. Uh, anyway, just a little tip I want to throw in there because of uh, I hate PMI. So <laughs> I wish I could just get rid of all of it and make it all go away. But yeah, yeah it's that's the when when people ask like what is it for like the the best and easiest explanation I'll come up is it's not insurance for you. Yeah, it is not for you. Right. One thing I do like that I'm noticing is that you can uh, some places. Uh, they'll automatically drop it off at a certain point. They, they, it, it depends on the loan type. Yes. Yeah, depends on the loan type, depending on the amortization that, that gets pulled through. But at, during the amortization, when it notices you are below 80%, it will drop off. Yeah. Uh, you probably can help people with that too, like kind of talk to them about how that works. So yeah, yeah if you guys want to know about that too, talk to Dylan and he'll be able to help you out with that too because I really am against it and I really want you guys to know and know what you have. And if you need help reading a mortgage, you can contact me or Dylan. Um, we can read a mortgage inside and out, and we can help you understand where you're at. And uh, you can probably help them decide, find out too if they're. You can probably look at the value and find out if they're below that too to get rid yeah. of it. Yeah, I really want you guys to not have it. Okay, if you have <laughs> it, I really want you guys not to have it. Um, Dylan, anything else you want to talk, to say, to mention while we're closing out here to to anyone out there listening or watching? Oh, I want to say congrats to you, man. We haven't talked, Kayliana. Yes, our baby was just born. Congrats. Thank you. It's been uh, just over a week and a half at the time oh, of this recording. That's so, exciting. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, in fact, uh, you, you sent me a referral and I had to change on them because it was the day <laughs> after and I had, to, I had to call her up and, I, and you helped them get into the house. And by the way, she gave you such high praise. Oh. Um, she was saying without you, they probably wouldn't have got into that house. So I'm not going to say their name, but, but uh, you know who I'm talking about. And uh, she just was like, hey... Um, she basically told me, hey, we're too, uh, we make too much money to be paycheck to paycheck. Derek, I need your, and they told you <laughs> we need some help and you sent them over my way yeah. to help. So I appreciate that. But anyway, they were, my appointment with them was the day after uh, the birth of our baby. And I called her and said, is it okay if we reschedule? I'm kind of still in the hospital. My baby decided to come a little early, like two and a half weeks early. And so she said, yes, take your time with your baby. Call me up. So uh, we're getting together later this week. So, awesome. <laughs> um, but yes, thank thank you so much. Yeah, we're so, we're super excited, um, and I'm a little tired this morning because I was up till almost three in the morning with her. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't change it though. I wouldn't change it. How about you and Courtney? You guys uh, in the talks? We're we're in the talks. I love we're, it. We're I in can't the talks. Wait. <laughs> and speaking of Courtney, your wife, you mentioned her, and we're going to yeah. talk about it right now. And she's kind of helping you because she works for a title company. Yes. And so that really works out. You guys are able to kind of tag team it up 
And uh, and I'm glad I can th- get thrown in the mix once in a while to help you guys out and, and uh, help you guys get your closings done. It's yeah, so. it's it's a really good um, it's a really good s- system, right? Yes. Yeah, she's she's a national closing manager for a title company, and yeah, and she's managing you know thousand thousand plus closings a month. I walked in one day uh, just to go say hi and drop off some things, and they're in this conference room, and there's just mountains of paperwork. All right, we got to work with the state on somehow to get this minimized. The paperwork's ridiculous, but <laughs> hey, it is what it is, right? We gotta we gotta talk to the Congress about that, maybe. <laughs> hey, let's do everything electronic, and then have someone come in and just verify and done. But hopefully, one day <laughs> that's maybe the future of. Mortgage lending, <laughs> but thank you so much. Yeah, we're, she's she's healthy. Mom's mom's healthy, and uh, awesome. we're excited to have her here. <laughs> That's awesome. We appreciate it, for you guys. Thank you, Dylan. Thanks again for coming in and listening. I'm going to list all your information in the description, so you guys will see it there. Where you can get a hold of Dylan, his his cell phone, his website, his email. I'll list it all. You guys can get a hold of him, and he'll be able to help you guys out. So, thanks again for watching or listening to another episode of the DVO Show with Dylan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Take care.